0: Uh, This is the Tacoma Narrows Bridge in Washington State. The year was 1940. I was there myself. I'm kidding. I wasn't actually there myself. Uh, And what happened in this particular bridge is pretty frightening, isn't it? Uh, If you've seen this before, which the History Channel uh, used to have this particular video on loop. It was this or Hitler, I think, for at least five (laughs) years uh, over and over again. Uh, But in essence, they open the bridge in July, and by November, it is completely obliterated by the wind. Uh, A fatal flaw in uh, the bridge. Now, according to Wikipedia, the fatal flaw is uh, because the deck of the bridge was closed. Uh, That steel girders, instead of an open truss, was chosen, creating this vortex of wind that would shake the bridge from side to side. However, apparently I look forward to being schooled on what the actual engineering flaws are, uh, and uh, you can enlighten me later, you know who you are. (laughs) The point being, though, that bodies of water are hard to cross over. If you ever played that game, the Oregon Trail, uh, did anyone play that game in school? Every single time, You know, you get with your family, and you're on this wagon, and you're traveling in the Old West. Every single time, my family didn't die from typhoid fever, we weren't attacked by Indians, we'd ford the river, and our wagon would bottom out, and we would all drown. It's hard to cross over. To successfully cross over, there are certain things you have to be able to do. In fact, you must do these certain things. Uh, The first issue is one of integrity. You have to have confidence in the integrity of the bridge. Uh, So we're going to see another clip here, this one in China. That's a sledgehammer. He is actually hitting the glass panes with the sledgehammer to test how strong the glass is. Now this is in the Chinese province of Hunan. This is the longest at 1,400 feet and the highest at 984 feet, the longest and highest glass bridge in all of the world. And uh, if you're on Facebook, you may have seen a montage of different Chinese people going across the bridge, very, very, very scared, some of them having to be dragged across by their loved ones. To get on a bridge, it is really the fundamental necessity. You have to think that you can successfully cross it, that there is a structure to be leaned upon that will get you to the other side. Now, when you cross, you also have to surrender. And uh, there's usually a weight capacity on uh, many structures, uh, whether it's an elevator, or whether it is an actual bridge itself. Uh, And I'm reminded of that uh, old hymn, I'm gonna lay down my burden down by the riverside. Now that that hymn is about baptism and the idea that you would lay down the the burdens of whatever it is your life has been uh, loyal to and the allegiances outside of the realm of what God would want for you. You would lay all those burdens down and that you would be washed of them in the waters of the river, and that you would rise now free from all of that, freed by the blood of Christ. But laying down your burdens at a bridge, at a river crossing, is pretty essential, isn't it? Because if you don't lay them down, the bridge's integrity might not hold up. Now, you also have to summon some courage. Uh, If you know the story of the Three Billy Goats Gruff, of the Brothers Grimm variety, did anyone read this uh, when they were growing up? Now, that was my favorite story. Um, The first time they read that story to me, we were in Candy Cane Park in Conroe. I was three years old. I remember it like it was yesterday. My teacher, Miss June, had taken us all there on a field trip from Montgomery County Christian School. And she read us the Three Billy Goats Gruff, And uh, I remember thinking, uh, how much I wanted to be the troll. (laughs) Because if you think about it, the troll has a good job. He hangs out in the same place all the time, and he gets to just nitpick at everyone else. I mean, it's really a wonderful thing. Some of us are good at this, right? Now, to cross a bridge, you have to summon the courage to confront the troll, right? Now, sometimes the troll can be another person, Sometimes the troll is within ourselves, right? Well, this bridge isn't good enough. This bridge isn't going to get me where I'm going to go. Now, with the integrity, surrendering these burdens and mustering up the courage, finally you have to have drive. You have to be driven. You remember to drive toward your destination. Now, there is a very historic bridge children sing about. I believe it goes something like, uh, London Bridge is falling down, falling down. The thing about London Bridge, though, uh, is that uh, it wasn't just a bridge. Now, they built buildings on top of this particular bridge, some of them three or four stories high, uh, and it was actually a memorial to St. Thomas of Canterbury You may not know this, but he was kind of murdered in a cathedral. And he became uh, someone people would do a pilgrimage to honor. Uh, And Henry II, who was the king who had a hand in him being murdered, felt guilty uh, and politically was unpopular. And so he built this bridge, and people would go to this bridge, London Bridge. Uh, Do we have a picture? I think I put a picture somewhere uh, after this, maybe. There you go. Uh, Now, that doesn't look as much like a bridge as it does a small town, and there were about 12 feet clearance where you could actually pass through. To fund the bridge, Henry II actually sold plots of space where people could build upon it. Now, here's where this is kind of a problem. Bridges aren't designed to be living spaces, are they? Bridges are always just for crossing over. Uh, If you're not driven to get to the other side and you just stick around, eventually, just like this bridge, it's all going to come down. Uh, In fact, the Great London Fire of 1666 took down most of the stuff uh, on top of this bridge. Uh, Now, leaving all of those metaphors to the side, the scripture for today is a really, really, really familiar one, isn't it? Where Moses has got the Israelites and and they're all ready to cross over the Red Sea and they've gone through all of these plagues and they've challenged Pharaoh and and they've been released out into uh, the desert and they're going to go on to this promised land and they've got uh, their backs now at the sea and they're looking and and the Egyptians are coming Uh, and and I want you to think of this as as a bridging moment, a, a moment of transition. They were in slavery, and they're headed into the wilderness and onto the promised land. Uh, And the same issues are at play. First of, integrity. Now, how do we know that these walls of water will stay put? I mean, what is keeping them up anyway? There's not any bracing. They could just envelop and drown us the moment we walk right on through and, and there is an issue of surrender. They had to give up quite a lot in Egypt. Even as slaves, they, they would have had somewhere to live. in any and all of their possessions that were there, they could only take uh, such a little amount. And, and this Red Sea, the, the seabed isn't level. So even if you'd brought a wagon, you might not be able to get it through to the other side. And even if it was smooth, you'd have to pull the wagon up with all the weight within it to get it up out of the seabed. You really would have to lay down your burdens probably in the middle of the seabed. And courage, it would require an awful lot of courage, wouldn't it? People coming behind you intent on either killing you or enslaving you once more. And what's in front of you is an unknown. That's even more terrifying than the army behind you, in many respects. Moses has just led us out here to die. Death behind and death in front. But you are quite driven in this circumstance. There is an army on your tail, and the waters God has opened, God will close them again. You can't stay on the seabed forever. And, and we have these bridges and these transitions in our lives over and over and over again. And probably as we get more mature over time, we tend to despise them a little bit more each time they come. I know that's what's happened to me so far. Now I dread bridges and transitions. And these these necessary ingredients are still all the same, though. This integrity uh, we need in our own relationships, the people who are close to us, the people whom we love, whom we could strangle and hug at the same time, right? These relationships of integrity, they're what get us through the stresses and the strains of, of all of this bridging and transitioning. And, and we do have to give up and we have to surrender all of the anxieties and, and the fears that swirl around. We really get to know each other when we're full of anxiety, right? (laughs) And we have to lay it down as we cross this transition and as we bridge these points. And we have to have the courage in the face of all of the inner pessimism that seems to surge in unknown times where the future is less than scripted, the courage to say it could be wonderful and the drive to see it through the best possible way we can to get to the other side. Because the thing that Moses teaches us, the thing that, that we have seen in our own lives over and over again, is, is that if you want to reach the Promised Land, the one thing you have to do, begrudgingly at times, you have to cross over. Integrity, courage, Surrender and drive. It's not easy. But this is how God shapes us into being a people called to change the world in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.